What's my favorite thing in the world to do? My favorite thing in the world, yes, I know you're thinking it's crushing communists or eating cheeseburgers and you wouldn't be far off, but my favorite thing is being right. Joe Biden screwed up majorly. We're all now paying for it. And I was right the whole time. We're going to show you that on I'm Right. You know, parenting is a funny thing. It is a funny thing because you want to love your kids, but you really, really, really can't show weakness. Too much weakness to your kids when it comes to discipline. Why? Kids are intuitive. Kids, even when they're small, little dinky kids, they're intuitive. They can see, oh, oh, I bet I can get away with this. Oh, dad is soft. I, I bet I can get away with this. Now, if kids are intuitive, how much more intuitive are adults? How much more knowledge and wisdom do you gain as you grow older? A lot, right? Undoubtedly, if you think about yourself today, your ability to read people, to assess what makes people tick, is it better now than it was 10 years ago? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We lose sight of something really, really important out there when it comes to politics. I do too. I'm just as guilty as anyone else. We lose sight of the human factor, especially on the right, because we're so factually based. Well, our taxes should be here and regulation should be here. And let's ban abortion here because the numbers work out. We lose sight of the fact so much of politics, so much of power, so much of business, frankly, this goes way beyond politics. It's about a human connection. It's about human beings assessing other human beings and sizing them up. Why am I right all the time? We call the show I'm Right because I'm arrogant, but also because I tend to be right all the time. Why? Well, it's certainly not an IQ thing. My IQ hovers right around Forrest Gump's level. I'm right all the time because I know people, because I assess people well. And that's the reason I can tell you what's coming next. Do you remember? Do you remember when we had that pipeline hack? Pipeline hack, all of a sudden we had gas lines back east, price of gas shooting up 20%, people freaking out. And do you remember what happened during that ransomware attack? These online hackers based in Russia, they hacked in, said you can have your pipeline back if you pay us some money, and the company paid the ransom. And do you remember what I said when I found out the company paid the ransom, when I freaked out and I said, no, you can't pay the ransom. You have to do two things as, an, as America. You have to ban private businesses from paying this ransom. In fact, everyone who paid that ransom should be thrown in federal prison. And two, the federal government should send really, really dangerous men overseas to make sure those hackers never wake up again. Why? Why don't, why don't you just pay the ransom? Because it's an invitation. Because it's an invitation. you remember when I said it? Look, I've got the receipts. Here's me. This hacker and then ransom paid thing is huge. Mr. Producer, record this because we're going to want to bring this back up again. Huge. Why? Well, it's not that Colonial Pipeline paid $5 million to hackers and they turned the power back on. Another. It's not that. What just happened was we, the United States of America, just sent up a gigantic sign to every single scumbag hacker in the world. And you know what was on that sign? You know what it said? Please, come kick me. I'll pay you for the privilege. It is a huge deal. 
that Russian hackers hacked in and shut down a critical part of America's infrastructure, our fuel lines. Do you have any idea how much of your country, your city, your state is online? Your water plants, sewage plants, power plants. You have any idea how much of it is online? Staggering amounts of it. If we have now told the hackers of the world it's open season, please come pay, come just slaughter us and we'll pay you for it. We are about to have some very, very bad days in this country. Headline from PJ Media. Colossal and devastating. Fourth of July supply chain attack hits U.S. companies and likely Russian hacker operation. The human element. Even hackers. The human element. Life's about what we incentivize, what we disincentivize, right? Back to the parenting thing. Do this, you'll get a cookie. Don't do this, you're going to get a whipping. That kind of stuff. Criminals are no different. When you tell all the world's hackers, hey man, if you hack America's infrastructure, you can get paid. You have guaranteed they're going to keep coming. You send them a bullet, not a ransom. Not because you're anti-human, not because you want to hurt anyone or want anyone to die, so they stop doing it. But we didn't. And on top of that, it goes beyond this. It goes beyond what happened with the Colonial Pipeline thing. Commander-in-chief is really, really important. It's really, really important. And sometimes, you know, Republicans, Democrats, left and right, we can lose sight of that fact. The truth is, all of the world looks to the President of the United States of America. Much of the world hates him. Much of the world loves him. None of that matters. But they're all watching. They're all watching at all times. And so before, what did hackers see when they did that before with Colonial Pipeline? Well, okay, um, we hack in, hammer their critical infrastructure, we'll get paid millions, U.S. won't really do anything about it, nice, let's keep going, let's keep going. Now what do they see? They're still doing it. And the President of the United States of America, while he was getting his daily ice cream, was asked about it. Now, Beyond the embarrassment of this video that this man's president, and it's embarrassing because he's not a functional adult. Set that aside. Obviously, you're going to see it. And you're going to see what I'm talking about here in a moment. Set that aside. I want you to do something that will be hard for you, but it's necessary because, again, the human elements, what we're talking about here. I want you to watch this video from the perspective of a hacker. You're a hacker in Russia, China, wherever the case may be. You're considering an attack on some important part of the United States of America. And you sit down, maybe you pull up Facebook or Twitter or something like that, and you see this video. Watch this video like a hacker watches it and tell me if you're worried about attacking America. With the most recent hack by the Russians, would you say that this, this means We're that... We're not sure it's the Russians. Uh, I'll be in better shape to talk to you about it. I'll tell you what they sent me, okay? Uh, that, uh, the idea, first of all, we're not sure who it is for certain, number one. And what I did, I directed the full resources of the, of the government to assist in a response if we determine. What else you need? Oh, nothing. You're all set. Okay. And, um, uh, 
the fact is that uh, I've directed the intelligence community to give me a, a deep dive on what's happened, and I'll know better uh, tomorrow. And if it is uh, either with the knowledge of and or a consequence of Russia, then I told Putin we will respond. You just watched it from the perception of a hacker. What are you thinking right now? They watched that video too. Understand that. Just like you did. They, they have the internet too. Pretty good at it. What are they thinking right now? Well, everyone knows what I'm talking about. The world can see. The President of the United States of America, through no fault of his own, look, old age is old age. I, I'm not even blaming the guy for it, even though I can't stand him. Joe Biden is too weak to be commander-in-chief. Everybody isn't qualified to do everything in this life. I'm never going to play in the NBA. Why? I'm too slow and I can't jump and didn't practice hard enough. Everyone's not qualified for everything. I'll never be a pilot. I'm too tall. I don't fit in the, in the cockpit. Joe Biden is too old and weak and pathetic to lead this country, and it's endangering the entire United States of America. Freaking Guatemala's calling us out. Yamate says increased border crossings have been caused in part by the change of administrations in Washington. The message changed too. We're going to reunite families and we're going to reunite children. The very next day, the Coyotes were here organizing groups of children to take them to the United States. And, 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 and the president, uh, as, 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 as I, as I said earlier. Oh, you did? I did. I did. I, I, I certainly did. Uh, so, <laughs> you get a mention twice. So, I, I, I'll go over that again. I, I, let me tell you, we're, we're, we're delighted. I'll, it's been, I'll, I'm glad to we're, we're joined by Prime Minister Modi. So, let me say here that in front of the Chinese side, the United States does not have the qualification to say that it wants to speak to China from a position of strength. I'm ready for Kamala Harris to be president of the United States. And it makes me as sick to say it as it makes you to hear it. At least she's a functional adult. The world knows. This is, it. This is a montage of Joe Biden for just the last week. Uh, I want to talk about happy things, man. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to answer any more a, a question on Afghanistan. Look, the, it's 4th of, the, of July. The, uh, I'm concerned that July you guys are asking me questions that I'll answer next week, but I'm, this is a holiday weekend. I'm going to celebrate it. There's great things happening. This job, this jobs, the jobs that are going to be created here. This goes beyond internet videos that make us cringe a little bit and roll our eyes and we're sitting there with our jaw hanging open. You must not forget about the human element out there. These hackers, they aren't nameless, faceless people. They're real human beings. Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, these guys, they're not just people you see on the television screen. They're real human beings intuitive human beings who've grown up from being a child and now they assess people better than they ever have before the same way you do and the entire world is looking at joe biden and the entire world is saying to themselves oh it's open season isn't it boys 
They're all saying the same thing. Russia's threatening us with retaliation. China's telling us we're not in a position of strength. Guatemala? Guatemala's leader. And he was right with what he said, by the way, but setting that aside, that he would feel emboldened enough to say, America changed the policy, and now they're all lining up on my border. It's not my fault. Everybody knows we're weak now. You and I have been blessed. We've been blessed to live our entire, our entire lives in a country that is geographically isolated from the bad parts of the world. We just are. We have Atlantic Ocean, Pacific Ocean. We're drowning in natural resources. We've been blessed to live our whole lives in relative safety. I know things, bad things have happened, but I'm talking unsafe on a massive scale. When the United States of America gets this weak, who knows what can happen? One thing I know for, for an absolute certainty, there are more hacks coming. And just like I said in that Rewind video I played at the beginning of the show, you can't imagine how much of this country is online. You, you don't even have to take my word for it. Go look into how much of this country is online. If we're going to tell every scumbag hacker in the world, come here, attack us, we'll write you a check for the trouble, I don't know how we get through four years of this. I genuinely don't. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We got a great, great, great show for you tonight. Coming up next, we're going to talk to you about the left's messaging on July 4th and China's messaging on July 4th. It really, really looked very similar. I'll explain to you why that is. But first, do you carry? Do you carry a weapon? If you do, tell me about your holster. You see, here's what happens, and this especially happens with guys. You ask a man, do you carry? How do you carry whatnot? He'll tell you 9,000 different things about his weapon, about his practice. Oh, I'm shooting these groups. We did, did these drills. I've done this. I've done that. You'll hear a million different things. What you won't ever hear about is his holster because men treat the holster like it's just a pocket. That's easy to think about it like that until it fails on you and breaks when you need it most. Get a custom holster custom holster from Northwest Retention Systems. If you see me out and about, I'll show you mine. I don't carry any gear that's not carried in Northwest Retention Systems because I'm not putting my life in the hands of a big box store holster that was mass produced. Go to nwretention.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE when you do that. That'll get you 10% off and free shipping on orders over 100 bucks. We'll be back. What have I been telling you about the American left? What do I call them? You know it. You're probably already repeating it. What do I call them? Communists. Because they are. And don't let them do that thing to you. The 1950s called. There aren't any communists. Yes, they are. The left in this country, the Democratic Party today, and some Republicans, frankly, they have the same goal that the communists around the globe have always had bring down the United States of America. They do. I, I know that's tough to accept. It can be really, really hard to accept. But if you're not willing to admit that, then you've put on blinders. You've just simply put on blinders to what's happening out there. Why do you think the American left 
and the Chinese Communist Party, our arch nemesis in the world, why do you think they use the same language when they talk about us? Because they want the same thing. Global Times, that's the CCP government-run paper, put out a piece on July 4th saying America has become selfish and has failed on the issue of race. Keep in mind, these are the people who have Muslims currently in concentration camps. That, that, that's China. China doesn't care about race. They care about ripping up the country and bringing it down. Well, that's funny. That's their message because... Here's our representatives. This is elected representative Cori Bush. She put out a message on the 4th of July saying when they say that the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this, the freedom they're referring to is for white people. This land is stolen land and black people still aren't free. These people, if they weren't so disgusting, it'd be more fun to just laugh at how dumb they are. NPR, NPR put out a long statement on July 4th. Remember NPR, the one who gets government grants, with your money, they put out a long statement basically saying the same thing China has, basically the same thing Cori Bush has. This country kind of sucks. Campus reform went bouncing around, decided to ask some young people what they thought about America. Watch this video and then tell me if you're ready to get your kids out of government schools. Are you proud to be an American? No. I feel embarrassed to be an American every day. I think a lot of things about this country are really embarrassing. Just like, I mean, racist history, colonization, even currently, just what's going on with politics and the cops. Um, not really in this climate. No, like, I'm a black person. So obviously I experience a lot of, uh, you know, there's like oppression that comes with that. Uh, no. <laughs> be proud of what? Yeah, what is there to be proud about if you're black and being like, you know, because it's just like it's a, still a lot of stuff that goes on for black people. America's not really known for being like the most hospitable place, even though we have a reputation like where it's like you can come here and do what you want to be, do, be what you want to be and do what you want to do. It's not really um, the most welcoming to most people. Can you name a country that's more welcoming than the United States? Who? Um... Not really. I don't really know that. I don't really have that much information. Can you name a better country than the United States, in your opinion? I'm not sure if I can. Do not hate those kids. Obviously, yeah, they're ignorant. No question about it. That is taught. When you think like that, when you regurgi regurgitate things like that, that's taught. Those kids didn't go sit at home in their room and think about all that stuff. They learned that. Where did they learn it? Government schools and not just college anymore. Get your kids out of government schools before they become morons like you just saw there who hate themselves, hate the greatest country on earth, and have no appreciation for where we are. If you live here, if you live, work, and worship here, and you don't look around and say to yourself, I won life's lottery, you had bad parents and or bad teachers your entire life. Get your kids out of government schools. Now, my allergies are brutal, or I should say they used to be. I'm ashamed to admit this. You know the over-the-counter allergy medication you get? You know, you just go down to the pharmacy and get it, and they say you're only supposed to take one a day. My eyes used to get so red and itchy, I would take two or three of them. The wife would be yelling at me, you're not supposed to do that. But that's how miserable I was. 
You know, I don't even own allergy medication anymore. Not even the over-the-counter stuff. I threw it all away. Why? Because I own an Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Actually, that's not true. I bought an Eden Pure Thunderstorm, kept it in my room. Allergies, woke up, no more allergies anymore. I loved it so much, I bought two more. I own three of them. I'm not telling you to do something I haven't done. Go get an Eden Pure Thunderstorm today. You will write me and thank me for it. I should start reading the emails I get of people saying, Jesse, this is the best thing ever. Go. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSETV. That's JESSETV. Save yourself some money. EdenPureDeals.com. Promo code JESSETV. We'll be back. America has a patriotism problem. You and I have talked about this endlessly. If you could boil down one problem we're having, it's that people don't love this place. When you don't love a place, tribe, nation, whatever that case may be, you don't feel some duty towards it. In fact, if you hate it, you feel a duty to tear it down, and it gets worse as you get younger. Here's a poll. How proud are people to be an American? Trend shows as people get younger, the less proud they are. Just 36% of people between the ages of 18 and 24 are proud to be an American. Joining me now to talk about that is Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson of the great state of North Carolina. Governor, why do young people have a patriotism problem? That's when you're most impressionable. Who's guiding these kids? Well, first off, thank you for having me here. You know, I, what, I would, what I would say is this. Uh, I know when I was young, uh, I was I considered myself very patriotic, but I was also very impressionable. And I saw lots of things in pop culture that told me not to be patriotic. Uh, looking back, I think that uh, the efforts of those in pop culture to dismiss patriotism has ramped up exponentially. We see it everywhere. Uh, we see a demonization of those that serve in our military, our military itself, our government. Uh, everywhere you look in pop culture, Patriotism is not hip, and I think it's rubbing off on a lot of, of young people. Young people are, are, are automatically going to question things more, and when they see these things in pop culture, I think they're led to, to fall in line with it. The good news is this. Uh, where I sit as lieutenant governor of North Carolina, I see a great amount of strong, patriotic young people across the country, and some of those people have come from a place where they have been... Uh, uh, led away from some of those unpatriotic things that have become and have come to see the greatness of this nation. So I, I think it's a, a number of things, but more than anything, I think it's uh, just pop culture in general that's leading these kids away oh, from patriotism. Oh, I think you nailed it. I, I mean, look, even even the new Captain America decided the American dream is dead and it's not real. And I mean, it's 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 everywhere. And when I try to explain this to a lot of people on the right, they scoff at Hollywood and music as uh, no one cares what those people think. Young people do. My kids care about what the latest YouTube star has to say. I mean, you can wish they didn't, but they do. So what do we do about that on the right? How do we reclaim that? Do we just shut it all off? Well, I think a number of things we can do. Number one thing we can do is we need to have an education system that's not slanted to the left uh, either. Because where we see a lot of this anti-American sentiment coming from is coming from the education system, sadly. These kids have already been fed a steady dose of anti-patriotism when they're young. Then they go off and they go to higher, a lot of times go off and go to higher education at some of these leftist universities, and they just really pile it on. They revise history. They talk about... Uh, 
the, the evils of America while leaving out the uh, leaving out the egregious actions of nations like uh, China and Cambodia and, and other communist nations that have killed m millions. Uh, and so we see it start to ramp up ex exponentially again. And we also see uh, young people coming out as scholars, as teachers who have been uh, fed a steady diet of this. They go on and go into the, even the lower grades, elementary school, junior high schools, and they start teaching the same leftist dogma and anti-patriotism. The thing that we can do to stand up uh, against it, though, is to not be afraid to push back against these institutions, any of them. For far too long, those on the right have. It's time for us to stop being afraid and really start pushing back. Amen. Governor, what does pushing back look like? Do I do I yank my kids out of the school? Do I run for school board? Do I run for governor? What, what can I, you know, I'm a Joe Schmo parent. I got two kids. I don't want them raised to hate the country, but I don't know what specifically to do. What can they do? All of the above. If you feel like you have raised your children to be good Christians, good patriots, to love this nation, and you see them going on to a school teaching them all the things that are contrary to your beliefs, and you have the ability, even if you have to make sacrifices, pull your children out. It is too important. Our children are the future of this nation. They are the future of our families. They will determine the destinies of, uh, of, of, of this nation, actually. And so, uh, yes, you pull them out. And then if you're really that passionate and if you have the ability, yes, run for school board, run for city council, do those things, step up and take a, 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 a role in uh, determining where your schools and your cities will go. But, but again, because for far too long, those on the right, what we've been concentrating on is going to work, raising our children, trying to do the right thing. And, and a lot of the politics we have shoved aside. We have got to understand, you cannot say you don't do politics. Politics touch every aspect of our lives, from where you work to where you worship. We have got to get inside the political machine, start making sure that we're either voting for candidates and working for candidates that are gonna do our will or that we're gonna become those candidates. And so, yeah, it's a combination of all those things. We have got to get more involved politically and we have got to make sure that we protect our children. Oh yeah. Why'd you start? Why'd you get into politics? You're a man with options. Why, why do this? Well, uh, you know, I, I got politically, uh, I became what I call politically aware many, many years ago. Uh, a good friend of mine challenged me uh, to think uh, to think deeper and to, uh, to really examine things for myself. And once I did, I came to realize that I had been a conservative all my life and, and had followed conservative thought. And then I got involved politically. I looked at both sides. I looked at the left. I looked at the right. I looked at Republican. I looked at Democrat. And I fell on the right side. I fell on the Republican side because they were talking about all the things that I believe in. And they always have. And plus, you know, again, my patriotism of this nation goes back a long way. And uh, I, I truly believe that we need to uh, have people in office who not just are who are not concerned with their political uh, careers. We need to have people in office who are concerned with this nation and making sure this nation stays free and prosperous and that the people in it love this nation and that we continue the traditions that have made us great. There are far too few of those people in office right now. We need more of them. Well, speaking of left and right and trying to figure out what you are, I can't figure out what you are, and I mean North Carolina. And I say this from a position of love because I dearly love your state, even though your barbecue's second tier compared to Texas. I'm looking at something here saying voting breakdown from North Carolina in 2020. Trump won it. 
The Senate Republicans held an advantage, but your governor is a Democrat. Now, obviously, you have a good lieutenant governor, but why do you have a Democrat governor? What is North Carolina? Is it a swing state? Is it red? Is it blue? Because I really don't want that state to go blue. I don't. I would not say this station is blue. I wouldn't say it is purple. We have a strong streak of conservatism in this state, but I think what happened in this particular election cycle, when the uh, COVID crisis hit, uh, Governor Cooper, uh, in 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 the minds of many people, stepped up, and many people believe he handled the COVID crisis very well. He was on television every day, uh, doing press conferences. He was right there on top of the situation, so to speak. And I think that went a long way in the minds of the people, uh, a lot of people in North Carolina, because at that time, you remember, that was a time when people were still very, very afraid of this virus. And there was a lot of uncertainty. And so I think that went a long way to keeping him uh, in office. He was an incumbent. And I think people didn't want to make the change. Uh, I think that's why he's our governor now. But it's shown since then that many people that have uh, voted for him uh, have buyer's remorse. What do you do as a blue state, purple state, red state, wherever your state is, about people flocking to your state from other states that are a disaster? I mean, California is the one everyone uses, but they're not the only one. People are fleeing their horrible laws over there. They're coming to North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, Florida. And people are obviously uneasy in those states because they don't want their state to become California. What's the right approach for that? I think what you see is a combination of what's happening is is twofold. Uh, A lot of people are leaving California and a lot of people are leaving other states and coming to places like Texas, North Carolina, Florida, because they are conservatives and they're tired of living in a a non-conservative leadership. So they're leaving, they're coming to these uh, other states, they're bringing their conservative principles with them. But what you're also seeing is this. Because these other states, Texas, California, or Texas, uh, North Carolina, Florida, are doing so well economically, we're seeing businesses flow there as well. And those businesses, a lot of times, especially when you talk about big tech, you talk about medicine, you talk about things of that nature, they start bringing in people who come there for the work, and they're bringing in politics that are slanted to the left uh, a lot of times. And so uh, you get a mixed bag in in that group. And so I think it's twofold. I think we're seeing conservatives fleeing to conservative states, but we're also seeing workers out of necessity fleeing uh, to conservative states. But some of those folks are bringing a mixed bag of politics with them and unfortunately some uh, some hard left uh, conservatism. Governor, appreciate you very much. Please keep on keeping on. We will. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. I've been explaining this to you lately about dipping tobacco. As you know, I've, I've made no bones about it. I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the furthest thing in the world from perfect. I dipped for years and years and years. I dipped before I joined the Marines, all the while I was in the Marines, after I was in the Marines, and because I dipped for so many years, by the grace of God, I've quit, but it still pops up. I still can't. I'm not, I'll, I'll never be totally at that place where I think about having a dip and think to myself, oh, that's disgusting. I don't talk to you about Jake's Mint Chew because it's just something I think you should do. I have, gosh, I bet I have 10 cans of it in my house. Now, I prefer the CBD pouches because it's less messy, but they have long cut and other products, several different flavors. I keep it in my house because I've been really craving a dip lately, and every time I crave one, 
I just go get a little CBD pouch from Jake's Mint Chew, throw it in there. No nicotine, no tobacco, no sugar, nothing to feel guilty about. And that craving goes away. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE for 10% off. We'll be back. I love having pro-life people on the show. It's an issue I feel passionate about. Don't talk about it all the time, but I especially love when we have politicians, elected politicians who have the guts to be pro-life. So joining me now, Glenn Grothman of Wisconsin. Representative Grothman, first of all, let's address the border first and foremost. I have every poll in the world saying people think Joe Biden's failing on the border. Not that I expect you to indict the American public, but what did they think they were going to get when they voted for Joe Biden? This is who he is. He told them to surge the border. They surged the border. Right. Kamala Harris particularly was very obvious what was going to happen when she got there. I think Joe Biden, you know, when you're saying free medical care for illegals, it's just like a magnet to draw the world, the whole world here. I wish, quite frankly, President Trump had been a little more vocal during the campaign. I think he would have won if he would have used that as a major issue like he did in 2016. Now we've got to hang on for dear life for another three years, and hopefully we'll still have a country to repair. Congressman, the numbers I'm hearing from my Border Patrol and ICE friends, they're amazing. I'm hearing numbers like we're going to replace 1% of the U.S. population this year with illegal immigrants, that they're coming in that fast. Please tell me they're wrong, and you have numbers that look better than that. It's, it's that bad. This time oh. last year, about 6,000 new people were coming in this country as far as what they call gotaways. They weren't being processed. They were sneaking past the Border Patrol. Right now, we're at about 70,000 people a month coming here, maybe 30,000 gotaways and 40,000 asylum seekers being processed by the Border Patrol. So when you're going up in one year from 6,000 a month to 70,000 a month, that's huge and that's dangerous. And you gotta remember, when we talk about the most recent month, normally by the time June comes around, the number of immigrants are going down because it's so hot in Arizona and so hot in Texas. So we have a real problem here, and I'm afraid things are gonna continue to get worse. I mean, Kamala Harris did her perfunctory few hours down at the border, apparently learned almost nothing, and has done nothing since she got back. So hopefully the American public can apply a little bit of pressure to Biden and to the Democrats in Congress. Congressman, do we know where they're sending them? Because what I'm hearing is they're processing them so fast because they don't want people to know how bad it is. They're just basically running them through the border and dropping them in the interior. But it's a big interior. What does that mean? Where are these people going? Well, they find some nonprofits, Catholic Social Services being a good example, and they will put them anywhere. Actually, I ran into some who I believe may have come from south of the border over the 4th of July weekend in my district in Wisconsin. I heard recently a, a, a pod of COVID uh, folks, illegal immigrants, also in my district recently. So as far away from the border as Wisconsin, they're going all around, all around the country as nonprofits look for places to place them. Okay, I have to ask, Roe versus Wade, it's up again, as it's not exactly a secret that I'm passionately pro-life. I think it's monstrous what we've done in this country. Are we ever going to get any budge on Roe versus Wade? Because I, I, it seems like we flirt with this every few years, that the idea of it will get floated, but then nothing ever happens. Is there a chance something actually happens here? 
I think there's a chance something will happen on the Supreme Court. Of course, if it does, then we're going to have to go back to the state legislatures. I mean, in Wisconsin, abortion would be illegal, but there are a lot of states uh, that have, have since taken their abortion laws off the books. I think the clergy are going to have to step it up, uh, create a sense of urgency here, uh, not only in the Supreme Court, but state legislators around the country. Um, it's a stain on this country. You're talking about a million lives a year. Um, it's one of those things in which there's a big difference in a change in the administration. You look at the Trump administration, the degree that we put a hold on, on American taxpayer dollars going to organizations that uh, domestically refer to abortion, refer for abortions, and internationally perform abortions. A huge change there when Joe Biden took over. A big victory, a sad victory uh, for people who believe in killing babies around the world. Congressman, who are the Air Americans? I would venture to guess 90, 95% of my audience doesn't know who these people are. They don't know about your bill. Please, you have the floor. Tell us. Well, uh, of course, the Vietnam War is a war we don't talk about enough. It was a great war in the sense that America was fighting the Marxists, the communists. In that war, there were troops flying airplanes for the CIA. At the time, it was supposed to be secret that they were American troops, so these these airlines had no markings on them, but they were operated by the CIA. Unfortunately, the Americans who flew those airplanes are not getting military veteran benefits because it was a secret mission. They did go to bat, dropping supplies for the Hmong and our allies in Laos, picking up people. Now we've got a bill working its way through Congress. We hope it passes the Senate, um, saying that you get veterans benefits if you were a member of Air America. A lot of those guys are dying off. We'd like to get them their benefits right away. But above all, they want the recognition. Americans who read school books about the Vietnam era, when you read about the great wars against communism in Korea and Vietnam, you should know about all of the Americans who put their lives on the line for freedom. Primarily, uh, one group that hasn't been publicized enough, the Air America pilots who did missions over Laos it's time we recognize them. It's time we tell all the young people about these brave men. Well, it would also be nice if we could teach young people about these brave men and really teach them real history as well. Obviously, it's something I'm sure you're painfully aware of, the absolute repulsive nature of our education system, teaching generations to hate this country. What can we do about that? Because unless we fix that, none of the rest of this stuff matters. Well, last night I was actually talking about a professor in the area. He'd been a professor for about 25 years, and he did mention how much more ignorant the students are today compared to 25 years ago, and arrogant. And they instill this anti-Americanism in these young people. I think all we have to do is tell our side of the story. I mean, when they in the high schools and the colleges say America's racist, say, what do you mean? Look around. Earlier today, we talked about what's going on in the southern border. I've been, I've seen the rocky desert of Arizona, and I've watched people, not only from Mexico, but Brazil, from El Salvador, trying to make the trek here because it's so much better in America than other countries. Think of all the personal friends you know. I mean, I can think of people. Korea, Philippines, India, Pakistan, Haiti people coming from all over the world, living the American dream, risking their lives to come here. And then you go to some of these K-12 schools or universities and the kids are being taught that America is a horrible racist place. You don't want to live in America. 
first of all, our people ought to be proud to be an American so they can defend our country. And secondly, I think when you have this teaching of racism, what happens is some kids may believe it and they may become defeatist. Right, I mean, that's going on in one of the schools in my district. I'm scared to death for the poor uh, black kids in the school because they're apparently being taught by a white teacher how racist the local cops are. It's just plain not true, but talk about, you know, talk about something defeatist. I can't think of a sure way to damage minorities, particularly black children in this country, than to tell me of a horrible racist country and they can't succeed. And that's what sadly they're learning in the schools and universities of this country. Congressman, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Keep up the good fight. Thanks for having me on. Now, speaking of fight, there's that thing in human nature, and I have it too, I do it all the time, where if you feel like maybe you've made a mistake, you're too embarrassed about the mistake to reach out and find help. That's the story I hear the most from people who own a timeshare and can't get out of it. You feel like a sucker. You don't want to tell your friends, I bought a timeshare. They're going to laugh about it. They won't let me out. These timeshare companies, so many of them won't let you out. They just won't let you out. Or they'll tell you, you have to pay an absurd amount of money to get out. And people, because they're too embarrassed, they don't want to ask around for help. You know, Newton Group is here for you, right? That's what Newton Group is here for. They get people out of these things. They go to war for you and get you out. Just give them a call. I'm not telling you to create some obligation. You don't have to tell a friend. You don't have to tell your wife or husband. Sneak off to the other room and call 888-84-JESSE. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or if you don't want to make any noise, do it right there on your phone. Go to timesharejesse.com. That's timesharejesse.com. Don't be embarrassed. Probably wasn't even your fault. Newton Group will help you out of it. Call them today. All right. We're going to lighten the mood. Hang on. You know, we talk about America's patriotism problem a lot. America has a patriotism problem. We have a patriotism. And we do. We very much do. But I do want you to take heart in something as we get ready to lighten the mood here. I want you to remember this. You're not alone. Because the entire system is controlled by people who hate you and hate the country, it's easy to feel like you're alone, right? All the social media people, regular media, schools, Hollywood, government, Democrats, half the Republicans, everyone thinks, everyone's telling you that everyone thinks America sucks. There are millions and millions and millions of people out there who love this country. Sit back, enjoy this video. Do not forget, you're not alone.
you're not alone. Remember that. They're going to try to convince you you're alone. You're, you're an outcast. You're an extremist. There are millions and millions and millions of Americans who think just like you. I'll see you tomorrow.